0: Welcome to Killer Women with your host, best-selling author, Danielle Girard. The Killer Women Vodcast is pleased to be a part of the Authors on the Air global radio network. To learn more about Danielle and her books, visit her at www.daniellegerard.com, and to access all of our vodcasts, go to youtube.com forward slash Authors on the Air. And now... Danielle's next Killer Woman. Hello,
1: and welcome to Killer Woman podcast, a proud member of the Authors on the Air Global Network. My guest today, I'm so excited to meet her for the first time, is Mae Cobb. Mae earned her MA in Literature from San Francisco State University, and her essays and interviews have appeared in The Washington Post, The Rumpus, Edible Austin, and Austin Monthly. Her previous novel is The Hunting Wives. A Texas native, she lives in Austin with her family. Okay, so May, this is the second May Cobb book that I have read, and as I was telling you, uh, before we, um, started to chat, you have a very twisted imagination, and you, you tell us you're just a, you know, nice, gentle Texan, but I'm, I'm not really sure. So tell, uh, our
0: listeners a little bit about
1: my summer darlings
0: it, they i do write very twisted novels so yes. yes, absolutely <laughs> but my my summer darlings is it's about three lifelong friends in a small east texas town and it's set over the course of a summer and their lives become appended when like a sexy, dangerous stranger moves to town and they each become obsessed with them. And I was really wanting to do like with the hunting wives, another sort of dive into adults behaving badly. <laughs> it's a very good way to describe it. Very badly. Adults behaving very badly.
1: <laughs> well, it's... It's super fun. It is a, so let's talk about these women because I, I also said to you earlier, like I think I want to come and spend a week with you and your girlfriends because I'm not sure what happens with these friendships, but there, you know, there are these three women and tell us a little bit about them because you'll do better than I do. Kitty, Jen and Cynthia. Um, and then I want to ask sort of how they evolve, but first tell us sort of who they are.
0: Yeah, so, um, so- I'll start with Kitty because she's the one that first came to me and Kitty is this like really beautiful socialite type and even though she's still very attractive she's approaching 40 so she feels like her beauty is faded. And so much of her life has been sort of like revolved around being the glamour girl and the hot girl and now she's having a big old midlife crisis because she's, you know, she still turns heads, but it's not on the same level as it was back in the day. So she doesn't really, she's just kind of freaking out and she's got a daughter who's a teenager and she's kind of like toxically jealous of her daughter's good looks. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She's just a mess. And then, um, Then there's Jen who is recently divorced and she's been living in Austin, but she's moved back home. She's kind of fallen on hard financial times and she's a single mom and her husband cheated on her. So she's like really broken and, you know, sad still. And she really falls in love with Will, the guy that moves to town and is, you know, he's single and he's, he likes her. So she's hopeful, they can be together so that's Jen and then there's Cynthia who's she's I guess she's like the repressed housewife Mm -hmm. of them all and she is sort of uh soft-spoken and she's a classic beauty and she's not outwardly as like wild as and vivacious as Kitty Mm -hmm. but she has all this stuff going on underneath the surface that when she meets Will he awakens in her and yeah.
1: Well, first of all, when I was reading it, um, which unfortunately was in the middle of the day, because I was like, I really felt like I wanted some rosé. Every time <laughs> I opened the book, and they were drinking rosé. And I was like, it seems to me that I should be having some rosé too. <laughs> and then being out, they always, like Kitty has this fantastic backyard and this, Fancy pool, and I'm like in Montana, and it was still snowing. And I thought that I'm in totally the wrong place to be reading this this uh, book. It's it is so you do such an amazing job of putting us in this town, in this you know where Jen is was never quite as wealthy as Kitty and Cynthia. Both of those guys have these fabulously fancy, you know, fancy houses. And I could just see, I mean, I can see it and I've of course not been to East Texas. So I imagined it, but you, um, you paint us a really, um, a really fabulous picture. And those women, you describe them really well. They are, um, and it comes with all that stuff that is when we're friends as as young people, right? That we drag all that stuff you know into adulthood and it's those teenage girl relationships are not quite
0: um you know they're not always healthy yes exactly exactly that's and that's something i'm just constantly fascinated by is Mm -hmm. like toxic female friendships that's a really good way to describe these these friendships for sure yeah
1: (laughs) it is interesting and we we do that, you know, we do, it's so weird, because we're also so good at supporting each other, and then we're also so good at tearing each other apart, it's, it's really, um, it's really disturbing, and you really do hit the nail on the head, in terms of the disturbing, okay, so tell, tell me, I was curious about this, the, Will, this handsome stranger, handsome, wealthy, he moves into the, the sort of this, the, I, the iconic house in the neighborhood he's got all this stuff going for him um but was there a specific inspiration Did it the, was there a cute guy who moved into your neighborhood may how did um, how did you come upon this how did that story come to you
0: i actually um I, it came from that movie the witches of eastwick oh remember? yes yes yeah. yes
1: oh my god that that's right that, i
0: love Movie so much, and when I was starting to think about what I wanted my book two of this, you know, deal with my publisher to be, I was like, I actually thought about. I'm friends with Riley Sager, you know, yeah. the great, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. He always says he has like a film in mind, and I was like, what film do I love? And Wishes of Eastwick, I've just always loved that movie, and I didn't want any of the paranormal stuff, but right. I did sort of like, you know, pressure cooker of the handsome dude and the three women who are each in their own like crossroads and kind of ripe for disaster um
1: <laughs> so it just Sir, sort of- you serve up some big disaster my friend some big disaster and that's jack nicholson right is not he the? oh god i want to now it makes me want to go back and watch that movie well i um I think that's, you know, I think the other thing that's really interesting about it is you talk about Kitty and it, this sort of midlife where, you know, we are, right? We're in this place where we're sort of more mother than than woman and we're, you know, it it is a funny place to be. And I could, I mean, I am older than any of these women, but I could 100% relate with sort of the like, You know, you're not the the sexy magnet you imagined you were in your 20s. And your your daughter, you know, I have a 22 year old daughter. She's gorgeous, and I could sense Kitty's, you know, like people looking at her child and being like, you know, it was really, it was anyway. It totally hit all these, you know, marks for me. So, um, and actually, your first book, which also about sort of toxic toxic female relationships, show us. I know you have, which I have to say. Both of your covers, May, I love your covers. I think they do such a fabulous job. Um, and I love the lipstick and the bullet. That in, That's another fabulous book. So people have now two books about crazy female relationships to read. Um, so, you know, so you, you're interested, how does it sort of like, how did it, how are you inspired originally about these sort of toxic, toxic female relationships? Is it something you sort of have seen
0: or experienced or just think about? Yeah, I guess like I actually grew up with, um, I mean, I'm best friends with my best friend that since we were two. So like, I've always had really great friends. It's not like I'm riding out of my own. <laughs> <laughs> but but women can be hardcore in this really insidious way. And I've been around the types of women that I write about, even if I'm not necessarily friends with them, I've been around them my whole life and they're just fascinating to me the way they wield power in their little circles and and the way that like, it's like, are y'all really best friends? Because you're horrible to each other. Yeah, Yeah. yes. And there's, there's so much, it's the strangest dynamic between like, you know, one minute you're you're at their wedding and you're their bridesmaid, and the next minute you're tossing you know tequila in their face. Like it's so, <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And
1: I like the fact that I think money has a money has a big um, part of it, right? You t- and that's something you touch on too. Yeah,
0: for sure. The the class system, in in especially in my hometown of East Texas, it's super interesting because you've got like this kind of rural suburban town of 50,000 when I grew up. Now it's more like 100,000 and, you know, we've got an olive garden and everything. So we're really come up <laughs> in the world, but, um, but it's, uh, but then you've got all this oil wealth. And so you've got this serious, like money and mansions and not enough things to do with that money and mansions and time. And so it's just like, a a, a pond for bad behavior. And- it, yeah. Now, is is The Hunting Wives set in that same town? Yes, and for whatever reason, I should have just called it Longview for all my novels, which is my hometown, and I gave it one name in The Hunting Wives and another name in My Summer Darlings, but for my next one that I'm editing now, I just call it Longview. I'm like, let me just get real simple, because why am I, everyone knows, like, I'm not keeping some secret from people, like, they know right. I'm writing, so... Kind of the, get, the, the, Yeah. For those of us who don't
1: know Texas, right? I mean, we don't know Longview from one thing, but I think there's also some, I can understand why you might've done it too, because you know, people then start to insert themselves into your book. They're like, she's writing about me. Yes. Have you had yeah. anybody from home say?
0: I've, I've had some people say, well, so-and-so is so-and-so. And I'm like, actually, no, I see why you're saying that, but they are all fictional and but yes, and then someone texted me and they're like, everyone is trying to guess. And I'm like, no, it's not, y'all, come on. Like I didn't, you know, oops. But no, but it's so funny. It I'm is like, so funny. Uh, but that's yeah. what
1: people do, right? They, I mean, they probably, half of them want to be in your book and yeah. half of them don't want to be in your book, but they want to know who you put in your book. So I'm sure they're, it's, I, I think that's hilarious. I, I've never actually set a book in a town that I grew up in um, which is actually east of San Francisco. And I saw you study there. I grew um, up in the Oakland Hills.
0: Did you really? I love yes. that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I lived in Oakland when I went to grad school in San Francisco and I love, I love Oakland so much. Uh, I do too.
1: I love it. I know. And people are always like, Oh, Oakland's so scary. I'm like, <laughs> not all of Oakland is really that scary. It mm-hmm. has a bad wrap which I guess is fine because that means fewer people will
0: move there it's um
1: yeah I've been in Montana 20 years but um but I do I do love um I love it out there
0: I do too so like like Piedmont area or yeah yes I love it I lived um I guess south of there I lived in the hills too like by the Fruitvale station wherever that is yeah um I just I thought it was so beautiful I and I love that it's like warmer than San Francisco and- it's, And it's never, it's so much more
1: temperate, right? It just yeah. doesn't get as hot as if you go through the tunnel and you're dying. Well, you must, it must get really hot where you are, right? The same, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. current, yeah. yeah. See, I think it's, I'm, I'm the person, like people are like, how, it gets minus 30. How do you live through that? And I'm like, actually, I love it because it's an excuse to never not leave the house, right?
0: yeah yeah I guess it freaks me out it does (laughs) yeah yeah I would have a hard um but I know it's beautiful there so yeah
1: I mean it's it's a totally different thing well we'll have to switch we can we'll visit each other and you I'll deal with the heat for a week and you can come when it's not that cold you know (laughs) minus 30 is pretty extreme my sister's like I'm never coming back when it's that cold she agrees she agrees she's still in Oakland so she's like that is ridiculous. So, well, it's, um, I, I have heard wonderful things about Austin. I mean, I, it's a town I've been, I really do want to visit. So I'm going to, I'm going to look you up. We need to have a conference down there or something. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so, okay. So these alpha females, um, I feel like every woman has had an alpha female in her life. Right. Um, and I think, God, Kitty just she just typifies that you know do we still do we do you still have an alpha female
0: i can't seem to get rid of them and they might come in different forms like maybe it's not, you know a close friend but maybe it's someone you know in the professional field or whatever like it's like the buddhists are right about you keep relearning all the lessons you didn't learn you know (laughs) in your last life right yes or even in this Like, okay, oh my gosh, another alpha female. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I I like alpha females too, because I'm not, you know, I'm a middle child. I, um, yeah, I'm kind of like, I like, I don't like a lot of confrontation. Mm -hmm. So alpha females are like, they're the most fun at a party, right? Because you pretty much just do what they're going to (laughs) do.
1: You just watch, you watch and wait to see what unfolds. and the the more alcohol the more interesting it'll be right (laughs) and what's the excuse at our age we're still doing it it's so funny to me so the other thing that I I touched on it a little bit earlier but I I think I I want to talk about it a little bit more which is the idea of this sort of these women at you know when our children get to be and I don't know how old your kids I think your kids are a little younger than mine mine are 22 and 20 so there's this weird sort of restlessness that happens because a lot of us were primary caregiver, right? And some of us did that full time. And so these women who are sort of emerging from that, you know, it, are you experiencing that in your life? And is that sort of one of the things you're, you know,
0: exploring? Yeah, for sure. I mean, my son is going to be 10 soon. And oh, so soon. when I started writing The Honey Wives, he was very much like, you know, maybe four or five. I, I can't keep track, but um, I... <laughs> That like, wow, I don't really go out anymore. I don't, and this was, you know, before the pandemic. Right now. So I definitely had that restless feeling. And so a lot of it was like, I mean, I remember my editor on the Hunting Wives was like, do women really drink this much? And I was like, I actually toned it down from the reality. But it was, it was sort of, I got to channel and like have my girls' night out on the page. Yes. 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 Yeah. He's little.
1: He's much younger than I. Yeah. So you're still in the thick of it, girl. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, So now tell us, I'm going back a little bit. The Hunting Wives was your first book. And obviously you've been a writer for a long time and um, you wrote, you know, published in a lot of different publications. Was The Hunting Wives your first sort of full length novel?
0: Yes, yeah, so um, actually, my debut novel was—it um, came out from an indie press in 2018, and it, it's called Big Woods. And um, the indie press has since gone under, so it's no longer in print. So I'm really hoping to get—well, I have the rights back, but I'm hoping to find it a new home. Yeah, and that was yeah, that, so that was my first novel, and it's like a sort of like a 1980s satanic panic. yeah yeah and I just uh it's set in east Texas too but it's a little bit more of a straight thriller and it's the like there's two narrators one's a 14 year old girl whose sister's gone missing and she starts having dreams that her sister's still alive and so she goes on a quest to find her and then the other narrator is a 75 year old widow who knows about the town's dark secrets, and so it kind of alternates, so it's very different from Hunting Wives and My Summer Darlings, and, yeah. um, you know, I've been, I, I've, I've actually been on and off working on a non-fiction book for 25 years. Wow. Which sounds totally insane, and it is, and I, and I had, I worked on it for so long, and I, you know, I had an agent, and then left that agent and just it's been through so many different you know incarnations and I've yeah. like I got to the point where I needed to take a break and yeah. so I I took this class from um the novelist Amanda Air Ward I don't know if you know her she's in Austin and she it was how to write a novel in a year and I was like she's gonna help me get this non-fiction book written it's novel <laughs> or a memoir and But then I got inspired to try fiction. So I wrote Big Woods in that class.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then, you know, Big Woods came out. And I mean, for a little tiny book with the little tiny press, it, it, I, you know, I had some happy things like it got a starred review and library journal and it it earned out its advance and these great things happened. But obviously, like I couldn't pay the bills with it, which was very much Um, so I wrote, I wrote the hunting wives rather quickly to try to see, you know, should I really still be trying to pursue this or do I need to find something else? Because it was time for me to rejoin the workforce. I had been with my son for several years and he's special needs and he needed, you know, more attention and stuff. And so anyway, so that's how The Honeywells was born, sort of out of like my Hail Mary pass of, am I going to really try to still do the writing thing? Is it responsible to try to do this still and, and <laughs> make any money, you know? Or, I know. Well, yeah. it
1: seems like it's done great. And I, I, I know that the, um, My Summer Darlings is going to be, um, another hit. I mean, I love it. It was a Hail Mary. The, that, Hunting Wise, is so, it was, in both books, they're, they're so, you. the situations are really unique. Even though, you know, you, I can see the similarities between Witches of Eastwick, obviously, and 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 My Summer Darlings. It's not, uh, there's there's a ton of separation between them. Um, I, I have to go back for one minute. I love the question of what your editor asked if women drink this much. And I do think it's, I do see that my girlfriends, you know, at times when we're sort of, our children are the biggest part of our lives. There is a sort of spike in alcohol <laughs> consumption. You know, we're like, this is really not exactly what I, how I plan to, you know, um, to spend my time. So I'm so glad you stayed. I'm glad Hunting Wives um, happened, and 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 the, and My Summer Darlings happened, and um, I love these covers. Now, so now, tell us. Uh, I know I already heard you say that you're working on editing something else. So. Can you tell us a little bit about what's coming next?
0: Sure, I'd love to. Um, yeah, so it's called. The title is a likable woman, and Has <laughs> a change from <laughs> from some of these, I'm just teasing. Okay, that, a likable woman. It's true, and actually, I did sort of set out to write um, the narrator, the main character, be uh, a lot more likable and root worthy. Um, well, really, because. Not out of any pressure, but just I didn't want to keep doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, to yeah. challenge myself. And I and it's more of a like a closed locked room murder mystery in a way. And it's, it's it is set in East Texas. And so basically, <laughs> basically the setup is is that you've got like a 30-something year old woman. And, um, ever since she was 15, she's believed or, or she's been told her mom committed suicide. Uh. She never believed it though. She always thought her mother was murdered. And so she, she, you know, she really kind of lost her mind when it happened and she never went back home. But now one of her frenemies is having a vow renewal. So she's invited back. And then (sighs) Grandmother's like, I actually think you're right about your mother, and I've got something of hers you need to see. So she goes back home uh, and then danger starts to lurk around mm-hmm. her as she gets closer to the truth. And but I, I kind of wanted to challenge myself to write something more like like Lucy Foley, like uh-huh. where you are truly really trying to figure out, you know, who did mm-hmm. it, more of a classical thing. Right. There's still bad behavior and stuff like that and so, well, crazy. It's- and- but
1: as soon as you said frenemies I knew I was like okay well we're going to have you know fun with the women and um, I, you know there's so many I think it's interesting because you know you talk about somebody to root for and weirdly even though I, I could every one of these, these women you know and, and in the hunting wives too there's there is bad behavior everybody behaves badly you still I still felt like because they're human you know and they're you can see sort of where they're all their sort of, uh, you know, stuff, I was gonna say shit, all their stuff comes from, um, you know, you, it, it doesn't, it's not like you think, oh, these are horrible people. They just, it's like you said, they're just badly, they're just behaving badly.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. I I think a lot of people on Goodreads would beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I know, the, the cursed reviews. I just, we have to stop
0: listening because- no. I really do because I'm like, I like writing complicated female characters yeah. that maybe behave like you think they should because, uh, you know, come on. So, I mean, I who am I has not been under the sway of some handsome, manipulative person? Exactly. Um, yeah, so. and I, I think it is,
1: you know, it is interesting. I think that's another thing about about women that I think is so not that men don't leave bad reviews, I'm sure they do, but I do feel like women are so much harder critics um, of other women. And it's like, you know, this is, you know, this is sort of one of my reasons for Killer Women was that I just want to celebrate the fact that there's all these, and men are wonderful too, don't get me wrong, but there's all these wonderful women writing these really different, um, you know, cross the board, fabulous stories. And I wanted to celebrate them. And I, I do think, you know we're we're hard on each other. Yes. We have it we have it so hard, and we're hard on each
0: other. So that is right, I never thought about that, but you're so right. And killer women's the best name, by the way.
1: <laughs> Thank you, I love it as well. I'm really happy with it. Well, listen, May, um, I'm so excited. Um, I hope you'll come back when um, when a likable woman uh, comes out. And um, in the meantime, uh, where can people find you online, May?
0: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm really active on Twitter and um, Instagram and it's just my name and there's probably a dash in there, but my name is so unique that like it's easy to find me and um, yeah, that's the best place and my, my website's, you know, www.maycobb.com and it's, it's under construction but should be live at the end of the week, so. Oh yeah,
1: well and that's exciting and Cobb is C-O-B-B. Yes. Which, you know, yes. So if, if you're just listening to this and you can't see it it's may like the month and cobb.com. that's really exciting well thank you so much for joining me i can't thank wait you. to see the next may Cobb creation and um i'm danielle gerard i'm your host of killer women you can find me at daniellegerard.com and please join us next time uh for another killer woman bye